Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello and welcome to Vampow TV, your one-stop recap for everything not Arrowverse. We are back today to talk about, as you could guess, all the not Arrowverse stuff. <laughs> I'm your host, Kenneth, and with me today, we only have Beatrice. Hey, I'm, I make up for my quantity with my quality. It's true. We, we've kicked everyone out, mm-hmm. and we're here to dig deep into shitty metaphors. So let's <laughs> dive right into uh, episode two of The Gifted. Man, I like this show a lot. It's like offensively good. It, it annoys me how much I'm enjoying it because first couple episodes shouldn't be this good, and Inhumans, get your shit together. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Inhumans is sort of par for the course. Like we can talk about it when we get there. But episode four this week, I felt was finally engaging for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this one with the gifted, I was I was in it from minute one. Yeah, I think it has something to do with how good all the acting is. Oh yeah, they got a quality cast, mm-hmm. which especially considering how prime the the two kids are and how much I really don't like child actors. Like mm-hmm. that, that's saying something for me. It's tough. It's always tough with kids because I feel like people always just want to cast kids who are cute or who look like the parent actors. Mm -hmm. And then it's tough with teenagers because you always end up casting somebody who's actually 22 to play somebody who's 14. Yeah. Or, you know, in Greece (laughs) and they're like 30. (laughs) Yes. But I thought they did a really good job. I like these kids. I mean, obviously I like, I like, uh, it's Lauren, right? Yes. Yeah, I like Lauren more than Andy. Yeah. Dude, and I like even the opening scene, uh, you know, she's what, she had said she had her powers for a couple years. This Three was years. a year ago. Okay, so she was two years into her power and was just subtly cheating at bowling. Like, I'm all about that. I yes! would do this thing. I I would also cheat at bowling. I mean, obviously doing it in public is a little reckless yeah. knowing what the laws are. But you know, eh, teenagers, man. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't really care for rules. And teenage me would definitely do that oh yeah yeah for sure yeah and it was it was interesting having that flashback seeing also the third person from burn notice in the show apparently this show yeah! leans into burn notice as much as the Arrowverse leans into uh prison break mm-hmm. um, or like supernatural leans into the x-files yeah uh but it, it was interesting seeing that her dad was very much the like hey you know i can empathize that this sucks for your daughter who just kind of blew up a bowling alley a bit but also hey it's her fault you should you should get out of here yeah like man you're such a butthole yeah it's it's interesting because you can see him doing this and i can understand that from his perspective he feels like he's being a good dude here Mm -hmm. you know that he's he's trying to extricate them from this problem because he's like well if i was a bad guy i'd arrest them on the spot yeah but i'm like dude no that is you are not actively helping at all. Yeah, how how dare some young girl freak out because people are being super shitty to her. Yeah, definitely. So those guys were being terrible. And fucking dumb, dude. Like who if, if there's someone out in public who can't control their power very right? well yet, why would you make fun of them? That's... What if they can flip your skin inside <laughs> out? Like No, that's like literally like poking an angry bear with a stick. Yeah. It's so dumb. Ugh, got me all riled up. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, number one, bullying, terrible. Mm-hmm. Number two, those kids are dumb. Yeah, don't, you don't, don't know what her power is. Yeah, she could be a walking nuke for all you know, and then everyone is dead. Yeah, and then we just have civil war. Yeah, way oh, to go! Jesus. You caused Stamford again. No, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, should we do a 
recap of what happened? Oh, I, yes, probably. Before we just blow past <laughs> that? Okay, so we, we open up. It's a one-year-ago flashback. The family's in a bowling alley. Uh, they're having a good time. It's four of them plus grandma. A couple lanes over, there's a father and his daughter who is looks like recently coming into her mutant powers. It mm-hmm. goes terribly wrong after some bullying. And um, Strickland? Strucker? Strucker. It's Strucker, Papa which is Strucker. such a weird, yeah. a weird X-Men connection that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to actually have any connection. Yeah, it, it, like, why would you pick that name out of a hat? But yeah, so Papa Strucker is like, hey, you should just go, even though these guys were the ones being shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we flash forward to now. He's being interrogated by the Sentinel Force. Um, rest of the family's on the run. Blink is unconscious and losing control of her powers because she teleported too far and is opening up random portals to the same stretch of road and had a really cool shot where the first time she opens it, like truck swerves and then the back half of the truck ends up in their hideout. I'm just like, oh, that's not safe. That really reinforced for me how dangerous her power is uh, because most things that teleport only teleport you in whole chunks. You know, I'm thinking about... Um, Nightcrawler or Lockjaw or um, like Stargates on Stargate SG-1. Like, they they only send you through as a whole person. Mm-hmm. But this thing will chop you right in yeah, half, her, man. Yeah, her portals that don't care. scary. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's all bad. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm obviously interested in what her emotional connection is with this particular stretch of road because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel random. Yeah, I wonder if this is where she initially snapped. And look, nice I'm sorry. Nice born vocab, I, buddy. I don't know. There's no better word to call it. So I'm just going to double down on that. That's fine. I know who I am. Uh, yeah. So Blink's powers are, shall we say, on the Blink. And <laughs> can't roll my eyes any harder. And it's dangerous for all of them be- because it keeps opening in the same spot and we're drawing a crowd on the yeah. other side. First <laughs> random people and then cops and then a fucking SWAT team. Yeah. But we do find out at least that. Uh, Lauren? Lauren Lauren can use her powers to like bubble cram the the portal back shut. Yeah, which initially. Was awesome. Yeah, which looked totally cool too. Like, I like again, in humans, this show looks so much better than your show. Mm-hmm. Very disappointing. Yeah, I'm very impressed with the CGI. I'm very impressed with um, the girl who plays Lauren. Her acting mm-hmm. because it's tough sometimes to make motions toward a thing that's not there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sometimes it's just. You know, a tennis ball on a stick. And so I, I always enjoy the motions that people choose to make for their superpower and yeah. how they do their, like, concentrate face. And I thought she did a really good job. Oh, yeah. She reminds me a lot, actually, both acting-wise and looks-wise of um, Hayden Panettiere? Yeah. I, uh, uh, I, Heroes Cheerleader. Yeah, I feel like it's Panettiere. I, was, I had a lot of the same <laughs> syllables. <laughs> yes, uh, I like her a lot. And I thought she, I always thought she was great on Heroes. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're right, like the blonde hair and the facial features are very similar. Yeah. And, um, well, so actually, I really liked also that after last week where you were complaining, very right, justifiably so, that, hey, you know, it's great that these parents are supportive now, but, where, you know, where the fuck were you yes. this whole other time? And uh, we have Firehands Mutant, who I am definitely going to learn Marcos. all their names. Marcos, thank you. Um, he he got shot in the last episode, mm-hmm. so Root takes him to the hospital, <laughs> um, and he calls her out on that during the drive there. Like, yes, I liked I liked that a lot. It's like, hey, you're uh, 
your your moral high ground here seems pretty late in coming. Yeah, buddy. yeah, that popped up about two days ago. So get off my back. And then mm. we also have root. Uh, I need the, <laughs> I'm ma- mama Strucker. Yeah, there you um, go. Seeing a lot of the shit that mutants have to deal with, and God, yeah, how rough <laughs> was it when that uh, that doctor pulls her aside and it's like, you know, I know it feels dangerous and cool to date a mutant, but you know, they're violent, and yeah, kind of scary. I'm like, whoa, whoa, buddy, dude, and I love Amy Ackers because like you could just see every emotion running across her face there, mm-hmm. and she emotes so well; it's fantastic. Oh, she's got great face acting. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever Did you ever watch Angel when she was on that? I never did. No. She had such a great run because she actually played two totally different characters, Interesting. and so it was really fun to watch her play to play uh, Fred, who is this just like super smart scientist who's really happy and but like kind of fucked up, mm-hmm. and then to later on play this like crazy demon how did 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 the demon like possess fred or what what happened uh if you're gonna watch the show i don't want to tell you okay <laughs> I, I am definitely in all my free time going to watch angel five seasons of angel. yes after yeah. i go through what like eight seasons of buffy i'll i'll be right there oh yeah definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've always been really impressed with her acting ability yeah and of course she's so great on person interest i love her on person mentor and you still haven't finished because then it's over and i don't want that in my life i i haven't finished orphan black either for the same reason i like i'm real bad about about that that. ew that show's so good yeah person of interest is so good but anyway amy ecker amazing and i like her and i liked her and marco's bonding i thought Mm -hmm. it was really interesting how they're talking to each other about real shit that you maybe probably wouldn't talk to with someone that you've only known for 12 hours but then at the end, when they get back to, um, when they get back to the compound, they call each other by their first name, and she like puts her hand out and touches his shoulder. Yeah. It's like, "You go, Marcos. I got this." And I was just like, "Oh my god, they're friends now!" Yeah, it makes me so happy, and I really like also that it really shines through in a someone who actually overall cares about other people and is in some sort of. Um, emergency service industry thing like a nurse like mm-hmm. she may be a little squidgy toward mutants overall still but she's like no screw this that's all getting set aside i need to help this person yeah i like that a lot and i feel like that that i feel like what we're seeing here is just her working through a lot of her her privilege and mm-hmm. that she that she's been in a place where she didn't have to think about what the ramifications of the yeah. wider world were. Yeah, it's always, oh, those people have that mm-hmm. problem. Yeah, that it's not your problem until it's your problem. Yeah. And, but I like that the minute she's in a situation where she has to deal with the real, I'm going to say the real human consequences, even though they're not necessarily human. Um, the real humanish consequences. Mm-hmm. The real life people in front of her who are bleeding, who might die, mm-hmm. that it doesn't, it doesn't matter, like, what their eyes look like or what they're, she still, she still has to help them because they're still people. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh what B side of this is uh Polaris in jail mm-hmm. and And her hair's green. Oh it's so great. <laughs> I love it. Like it started um you know, she was in the shower and washing her hair and it started running down her back. I was like, Yes, green hair. I need this. Oh, it's so good. And that actress is so just unnaturally pretty that I kept wondering if they were doing something CGI with her mm-hmm. eyes. Because there's just something so I don't know, unnameable She's about her. Elf-like. Yeah. Like if, yeah. Her features are very delicate, but she has such a, 
like a weariness about her. Mm-hmm. It does a lot remind me of some of the way some of the acting choices that the elves picked in Lord of the Rings, where you they they cast these actors who are very beautiful, but then they carry themselves with this ancientness. Yeah, like I've been around for a thousand years and seen some shit. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was just doing so good, just being alone in prison. And oh my god, I was so worried when they started kicking her. Dude, like, no, who the baby, fuck knowingly kicks a pregnant lady in the belly, like. <sighs> Uh, that made me uncomfortable. I thought it was supposed to be a thing in prison that we hate people who kill babies. I, I mean, obviously, I, I know from all my time in prison. <laughs> yes, from, <laughs> good old prison bee. I told you never to ask me about my time in prison. <laughs> and uh, I think that was mostly a free. Oh, and we we have a uh, Papa Strucker is just flapping, flapping, flapping back and forth to him. Um, I look, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Being interrogated by Sentinel Services, mm-hmm. and it looks like at the end of this episode that he is striking a deal to give up the uh, mutant underground in return for protecting his family. And I hope he's got a plan, because I'm not super comfortable with that. I mean, here's the thing, but is he's... that I would want to believe at this point that he wouldn't you know, betray the wider cause just for his family. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope that you could recognize that your children now are part of the wider cause. Especially when you called them and got them into helping yeah, your family. Yeah, you like... dragged them into this. So I hope that he's smart enough, because he spent so long in the system, that he knows how to... Uh, give this guy just enough to keep him going and then find a way out. Yeah. You know, that he's just going to gonna game the system for as long as he can. I mean, he's got to protect his mom, uh, Madeline Weston, <laughs> brought in. So great. Man, so many people from Bird Notice. I yeah, love it's, that show. it's crazy. I dig it. So, um, other show we have today is Inhumans, episode four. Which is, this show continues to be so weird. And, and not in the way that, Preacher is weird, where it was just so much all the time. Preacher's mm-hmm. pretty fucking extra. But I think... I think <laughs> extra? I forgot about that. <laughs> I think when we were... T- well, before the show started started airing, and I was thinking about what it was, knowing about how the, the Inhumans exist in this world that is totally separate from ours, and they have a monarchy, and they have a caste system, I was thinking we were going to get Game of Thrones in space. Mm-hmm. And so... I find it really hard to give a shit about their, you know, antics on Earth. Because this is not the show I wanted at oh, all. Oh, I know. And it's very boring. <laughs> and it, it probably doesn't help either that they're slightly trying to lean into metaphors for real world problems. And they started airing right at the same time as The Gifted. And uh, The Gifted so far just doing it way better. Yeah, because their their allegories are are very clear mm-hmm. and not subtle at all in the way that so much good sci-fi is. Like I always point to Battlestar Galactica that Battlestar Galactica was airing in the early like you know mid 2000s mm-hmm. and did a whole subplot about suicide bombers at a time in which that shit was fucking real. Oh yeah. And that you could not do on any other drama, you know. I mean you couldn't have that on some standard cop drama, but yeah. we could do that on Battlestar Galactica. And that's where sci-fi us. excels. Yeah, it is taking. Yeah, Ugh. so uh, in humans, they're trapped on Hawaii still. Uh, Karnak is staying in Pot Farmville and uh, hooking some. up with that lady. And apparently, one of the dudes killed one of the other dudes and is creepily burying him. And I don't understand that it at makes all. No sense. Why? Like why? Why kill that guy? That. Well, it's like they cast these two guys who barely speak, and I know that one of them is evil and one of them is not, but they look 
exactly the same. Yeah. And so the only way I could tell the one who was evil was because he was like lurking around more. Well, and he always has the bandolier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Apparently, bandoliers equal evil. They uh, they uh, tied into Rob Field here. Oh, God. Yeah. It's not evil. That's just bad. <laughs> Lazy hack. Have you ever seen Bullshit. his feet? You don't know. I don't know. But you know who else wears a bandolier? Chewbacca. Touche. It's the longest con. <laughs> Sith Lord Chewbacca. No! There we go. <laughs> no. I don't believe it. So uh, uh, Karnak's on the pot farm, and he looks like he's going to stay there for the foreseeable future, which is dumb. All right. What uh, else? Gorgon's cruising around with his new army buddies. and <sighs> Which... I understand what they're trying to do here. You know, they're trying to they take him away from his family and they give him a newfound family, which mm-hmm. I'm usually all about. But they didn't, I don't have any sort of emotional connection to any of this. It's just him saying this episode, you guys are like my family. They they should have had him just hanging out with him for one more episode before introducing all the fighting stuff. Cause... Or, you know, I always want more like domestic stuff you know i would have liked to see them joking around more mm-hmm. or them t- them taking him to a bar or you know you haven't had you haven't been on earth until you've had beer yeah something like that to show them really bonding as a unit and maybe he, maybe he tells them a story about the first time he did something with his unit on on adelon yeah just anything to really show that connection instead of uh, you know a good tv is showing not telling correct and they're they're dropping the ball on this so I'd say the one part, the one storyline that I actually liked was Medusa and Louise. Yeah, they're I great. I was so charmed by them, especially at the end. They were just very cute together. Yeah. When Medusa's like, you, I like you. And then turns away and Louise is just like, <laughs> squeeze. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that is by far the most entertaining storyline. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and I, I like Black Bolt and his new friend, mm-hmm. um, though it felt like. That didn't. That storyline didn't really go anywhere. This episode, they, we find out that the scientist is at least in communication with Maximus. Though although, he doesn't seem to know who Max is. No, yeah, which is nice because I, I definitely my initial thought, and I like how um, Black Bolt's friend, whose name I should learn, also was asking, "Hey, you know, are you going to experiment on us?" Because that's what you expect in this sort of mad scientist type of thing. But he legit just looks like a dude who wants to do good in the world and do rad science mm-hmm. and well, uh and especially because this is this is this is the mcu world so this is the world in which luke cage exists mm-hmm. and he is a known quantity everybody knows luke cage's story yeah so the idea that they might take somebody out of prison to perform illegal experiments on them that feels right oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, I could see being very nervous around any scientists in the mcu oh hell yeah <laughs> I mean, you just you just never know who you're going to get. It's basically like taking Terrigen. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting a flu shot. Maybe I'm going to get weird powers. Who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I liked this episode was we get to see what Maximus's real motivations are here. Mm-hmm. That in the first few episodes, it was hard to really quantify him as a definite bad guy. Because even though he's like, yes, kill my family, he's also talking up how he wants to break down the caste system and how he wants equality and how we should leave Adelon and we should maybe call it, we should, you know, colonize Earth. Yeah. And we should go somewhere else because this is not working. Oh, yeah. And but that makes surprise. so much sense to me. But it turns out he's just a selfish little shitbag yeah. who wants magic powers. Yeah. Terragenesis 2.0. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. So he's like, I don't care how many family members I have to murder and drain dry, I want powers. 
Yeah, he sucks. I'm tired of feeling like the little brother who doesn't have any powers. I can definitely empathize that, like, it's got to suck if your big brother is arguably the most powerful in human ever, and your power is, hey, you turned into a human, but also, like, don't be shitty. Right. (laughs) That rule number one, don't be a dick. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely, I I can empathize with how he feels being in that society because of how how very devalued people are who don't have powers mm-hmm. but the problem there is to reform the society is to is to turn it into a place where that doesn't matter yeah it's not to murder everyone so you can get powers that guy is a bad dude yeah <laughs> i did really like one thing i really liked in this episode also was when karnak and lady went out to the beach and he looked very apprehensive stepping into the water and i was like oh you know that that makes sense i'm going to assume that no one on adelon can swim and then he brings it up like hey all our water is crazy precious Mm -hmm. you know we we don't have any extra to swim around in i'm like okay that that is actual good world building there i dig that because we saw the same thing with gorgon and Mm -hmm. makes me wonder if um triton like even though he's a fish bro, like if he ever actually was really in water or just had like the suckiest superpower for someone living on the moon. That would be interesting that when he's in water, maybe he, because he had gills or whatever, that he could he could breathe underwater, but he mm-hmm. couldn't actually swim. Though I guess he would just stand at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, not being able to swim is a lot less of a problem if you can breathe water. True, very true. <laughs> and, um... Uh, oh, oh when, and we had, said Black Bolt get reunited at the end. Yeah, that was that was a very nice scene. Like that man, that dude can face slack like a crazy guy. Right? It I, is bonkers. I really I liked the way he, he rubbed his hands over her head, mm-hmm. and I liked how mad she was, and I liked how angry you could tell he was. Yeah, and I liked even how completely wrathful he was. Uh, once fake Cyclops blew up that thing. He still pulled that lady out of there, and he's yes. like, hey, you know, like, I 100% disagree with you, and if given the opportunity, might kill you myself, but you're still one of my subjects. I'm not going to let you randomly die. Yeah, that was a nice, that was a nice subtle moment uh, to show us that he's a good king. I'm sure mm-hmm. that doesn't really do subtle very well, so I, I definitely did want to give it a thumbs up for yeah. that moment. Yeah, and um, oh, and fifth storyline, because, man, people need to get reunited, because this is like crappy Game of Thrones up in here. Um... Crystal and Lockjaw showed up. Dog got hit by a truck. Dude. Fucking ATV. Yeah. Like. Stoner bro. Takes it back to his farm. His ex-girlfriend shows up. They have conversations I don't care about. (sighs) And Lockjaw. More of the story. Lockjaw is out of commission for teleporting right now. So Mm -hmm. it it gives us a good reason why they can't just poop back to the moon and level it. Poop back to the moon? Pook. With a K. (laughs) Come on. That makes more sense than poop. (laughs) Yeah. No. You you never want to poop to the moon. That's, That's real messy. I think that's it for for this week. Yeah, for side B. It was Inhumans was better. Mm-hmm. It it as I said before, it definitely for me has the problem that Gifted is just very good out of the gate, and Inhumans is doing a much more traditional from the pilot ramp up of quality. Yeah, and because I, I feel like they're it's reminding me a lot of the first season of Shield, mm-hmm. where we it took a long time for all the pieces to settle together into the way it was going to be for the rest of the show. Yeah. Which is understandable, but I thought that from the same production house, we could have learned from the last four seasons of Shield and start there on that level quality wise. Yeah, definitely. Well, or just not. don't cancel Agent Carter, you know? I mean, that's true forever. 
Womp womp. But anyway, uh, that is our show for this week. We will be back next week with, I think, just all six of these again. Yes. Um, and it will be awesome. Uh, so anyway, that's our show. We'll see you next week. Same BAM time, same POW channel. BAM POW! So, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Same BAM time, same POW channel. BAM POW! What's so weird you doing by yourself? <laughs> I thought you would do it with me this time. Okay, okay, we'll try that again. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com. <laughs>